you got to get passionate about this thing. If the cross doesn't move you, nothing will move you. I'm offering you something that's greater than silver and gold. I'm offering you something that's greater than an increase in your pay on your job. I'm offering you a... There's no shortcuts to the glory. We've got to get past week-to-week living. We've got to multiply our prayer life. We've got to multiply our efforts. And we are willing to give. God will always give it back to us in good measure. That is pressed down, shaken together, and running over. Hey, thanks for checking out our Christian Life Church podcast. You will be hearing from one of our pastors or guest speakers, either at our Frankfurt or Lebanon campus. Prepare your hearts and your minds to receive a word from God. Thanks for listening. Enjoy and receive this message. Amen. Amen. I know that there's a lot going on. There's a lot of situations that are in the house today. But here's what I feel to tell you this morning, that if we can push past what's happening all around us, that there's a work that God wants to do within us. I'm going to say that one more time. If we can push on from what's happening all around us, then God wants to do a work within us today. Amen. Amen. All over the house, I'm going to ask you, would you stand to your feet and lift up your hands? And I just, I just want you to ask the Lord to open up your spirit, open up your heart. Come on, all over the house. Would you lift your hands? Would you lift up your voice? Jesus, I thank you for the power of the Holy Ghost that's in this house today. God, I'm asking you right now to open up every spirit, open up every heart to receive of the word. Now, God, we've come together today, and we understand that there's a lot of things happening in the world. There's a lot of things happening around us today. But, Father, I feel like somebody came today ready to receive a word of the Lord. Father, I'm asking you right now, speak to our hearts. Speak to our spirit. Make a way where there seems to be no way. And we'll be quick to give you the praise, to give you the glory, to give you the honor. Come on, somebody worship the Lord in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. I came to preach to you for a few moments today. Your borders are expanding. Your borders are expanding. Why don't you greet somebody? Let them know that you're happy to see them in the house of the Lord. They're not going to bite you. If they do, you might deserve it. Greet someone. Let them know that it's good to see them in the house of the Lord. And once you've done that, you can be seated. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Put your hands together one more time and praise the Lord. Hallelujah. What I can see in my mind's eye today is a child as it's being formed in the womb. And as the baby begins to be formed, it begins to grow. And I can remember as a young child when my mother was pregnant with my brothers that 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 she would run over to me and say gentry if you can feel right uh, now you can feel them kicking inside of me what they were probably doing was putting each other in a headlock amen there you go she would say if you come right now you can feel what's happening because these babies within me are kicking 
I asked one day, I said, Mom, why are they fighting each other so bad? She said, no, Gentry, they're not fighting each other. We're still not really sure on that. She said, they're not fighting each other, they're growing. She said, within me, both of these children are growing. And as a baby begins to grow, there's one thing that begins to happen. The child begins to grow, but the place that it is in remains the same. Amen. What used to nurture that child now begins to restrain it because there was a place that used to seem so big, but as the baby begins to grow now, it begins to become so small. Ladies and gentlemen, can I tell you today that the place that you are in is remaining the same while you are growing in the Spirit. I'm going to preach to someone here in just a minute. I want to tell you right now that the place of inhabitation that you are in in the spirit will not take you to the place that God is trying to bring you in. What I can see today is people that are growing in the spirit and you are becoming frustrated in your growing. There's a kicking that's happening in the spirit as we begin to ask God, Lord, why am I frustrated in the place that I'm in? Has anybody ever felt like that? Why am I frustrated in the place that I am in? Lord, I've been here for such a long time, and what used to make me comfortable now makes me uncomfortable. What used to make me feel good, it just doesn't feel good anymore. I need a little bit more space than I used to. Ladies and gentlemen, I want to tell you right now that there are some people in the house that what, is, that what has frustrated you is a sign in the Holy Ghost that God is growing you to a new dimension that God is growing you to a new dimension than you have ever been before. Ladies and gentlemen, I want to tell you that we cannot just come in and have church as usual. Can I tell you that we cannot just come in, sing our songs and clap our hands and say, well, we had a good service, now it's time to go home. But can I tell somebody in the house today that what God is desiring is to shake you out of the place that you're in. God wants to shake you out of the place that you're in to let you know that there is a place of growth and a place of expansion and a place of promise that God wants to take you to. You can't stay where you are. You can't stay where you are. I heard my great-grandfather days before he passed. He said, Gentry, if we stay where we are, then we're going to die. I didn't understand what that meant. But then as I began to pray about it, the Lord began to speak into my spirit that the only thing that could cause the church to go under would be for us to stay where we've been for too long. If we stay where we are for too long, then the church is going to go under. But I begin to ask him, I said, Grandpa, what do you what do you do to not stay where you are? He said, Gentry, you gotta start packing your stuff up. You know, there's something that I begin to understand in the spirit. It's that if we begin to expect to grow to a new place, then we won't become a people that becomes comfortable where we are. 
One of the biggest spirits facing the church today is the spirit of complacency. It's being okay with being ordinary. Let me tell you, God did not call you to be an ordinary people. He said, I have called you out from among them. Be ye separate, saith the Lord. That's not just talking about holiness. That's talking about complacency. I don't care what any other church is doing. We cannot be a church that is comfortable with where we have been. That's the problem. We've got to get uncomfortable. We've got to get radical. We've got to do something that we haven't. We've got to do what we've never done before. There's something that begins to happen when the child begins to tussle is it begins to let them know that now is the time. Can I tell you that when the child is being birthed that you don't get to pick when the baby comes. You don't get to decide. You can say, I want to hold it for 10 months. Good luck with that. But the baby begins to let you know that now is the time to be birthed. Now is the time that I'm not just going to stay where I'm at, but my borders are expanding to a new place. Let me tell you, the Bible said, he that hath an ear, let him hear. Can I tell you, church, that now is the time to open up your ears and understand what the Spirit of the Lord is trying to say to the church. There is something that God is trying to birth. And if you could feel what's happening in the Holy Ghost, you would understand that I, I, I'm, I'm not sure that we have ever been as uncomfortable as we are right now. Can I just get where you're at right now? Is that okay with you? I'm not sure if there's many people in here that have ever been more uncomfortable than you have been right now. I'm not just talking about being in service. I'm talking about with everything that's happening. There's a lot of uncertainty going on, isn't there? And we begin to say, Lord, I'm so uncomfortable in what I'm going through right now that I don't understand why you have allowed me. Here's the deal about it is that God has not allowed us to become uncomfortable for us to complain about it. But what's happening is there's a signal being sent in the Holy Ghost to tell you if you are uncomfortable, it's because you're about to have a dimension shift. Let you're about to have a dimension shift to a place that you have never been to before. And can I tell you that we don't get to pick when we're going to move. We don't get to pick when the baby is going to be birthed out of us because there's a baby that's kicking in the womb that's saying, I'm just waiting for the right time to come out. Here's the thing about it. Mary said, Jesus, if you would have come sooner, then my brother wouldn't have died. But even now, Lord, come. You know what? I feel that there's an even now miracle in this house for somebody that said, Lord, I'm so frustrated through what I am going through. And I've said, do you even see? But even now, Lord Jesus, here's the thing about God. God's not bound to my time constraints. You understand that not only does God supersede, he is spirit and flesh. You understand through the man Christ Jesus. But he is also not bound to our time. It says one day is as a thousand. And the word says that God doesn't work like you and I. He's Alpha and Omega, the end from the beginning. Well, for us, that means that God works backwards. So before you got in the trial, God made a way of escape for you. But the problem is we're saying, Lord, I want the miracle and I want it right now. But God's saying, no, there's a little bit of growth that I am allowing you to go. You're uncomfortable in the womb that you are in because there are some things that are changing. 
There are some things that, church, that's what I feel to tell you right now, that there are some things that are changing, and it's not a sign that the church is going under. Let me tell you right now, the church is not going under. I ought to get a bigger amen than that. The church is not going under, but the church is being prepared to go to a place that we've never, you have not seen your greatest harvest. You've not seen your greatest miracle. When the baby begins to come out, the doctor looks at it and it waits for the cry. And there's only one thing that the doctor looks for to decide whether or not the baby is okay, and it's whether or not it begins to cry. You see, that's why I don't believe in a silent church. You see, here's what the cry represents. When the baby begins to cry, its lungs begin to expand, and it begins to take its first breath of life as it enters into a new season. Ladies and gentlemen, that's why I get afraid when I come into a silent church. Your cry is not just so other people around you can hear it, but there's a message that's sent in the Holy Ghost telling the Lord, Lord, I might not have anything with me but a cry. You might not have any finances. Things might be going on in your life. But when there is a cry, there is an alarm of transition. Can I tell you, I want to speak to the silent church that right now is the time to lift up your voice. I want to tell the people that have been sitting on the sidelines saying, Lord, I'm, I'm, I'm just waiting. No, God's waiting on you to decide that right now is the season of your transition. <laughs> the power of life and of death is in your tongue. Your tongue is your weaponry. Can I tell you that it is sharper than any two-edged sword? So you said with everything that's going on around me, how can I overcome the problem that's happening? How do I overcome the enemy? Well, there's a simple way. You just out talk him. It's like Samson. You ever notice that Samson, they, they, they said, what's the source? He said, it's my hair. And what the Bible said is that they came to him, they bound him up, they cut his hair. But you know, if the enemy would have been wise, they wouldn't have just shackled his feet and shackled his hands and shackled, they would have put a shackle over his mouth. Here's what it says, that Samson said unto a child that held him by the hand, Suffer me that I may feel the pillars whereupon the house standeth, that I may lean upon them. And Samson called unto the Lord and said, O Lord God, remember me, I pray thee, strengthen me. I pray thee this only once, O God, that I may be at once avenged of the Philistines for my two years. Can I tell you today that what God is waiting for is for someone to say, take, take me to the pillars of my house right now. Here's the thing about it is that for two years, Samson had been in the same place. It had become ordinary. It had become just every day. But there was a growth that began to happen in Samson, not just as his hair began to grow, but there was a growth in his faith that began to take place. You see, here was the thing about it is that a lot of people say, well, you know, it was just because his hair began to come back. No, there was a change in his vocabulary. There, I said there was a change in his vocabulary, that it was not enough just to see the hair growth and to feel the strength begin to move within him, but there was a growth that began to happen in his faith, and he said, I want you to take me to the pillars of the house that I've been in for too long. You know what I feel today, that there is an establishment, that there's a box that we have allowed our faith to be put into. You've come into the house of God with just a certain amount of expectancy, saying, well, I've been in this house of bondage for too long, 
that I know that I've got strength back, but I don't know if I'm able to overcome everything that I'm going through. Let me explain to you what I feel to tell you right now is that if you would begin to open up your mouth and begin to speak out into existence what you want to see the Lord do, there would be a message sent in the Holy Ghost. The Word said, knock and it shall be open. Ask and it shall be given. Seek and you will find it. I wonder if there's anybody in the house today that would say, Lord, I came today trying to seek an answer that I need. Lord, I, it is not enough for me to stay in the land that I'm in right now, but there has to be a shifting that begins to take place. Here's what I want you to do. Lift up your hands and your voice right now, and I want you to begin to ask God, Lord, uh, would you take me to the pillars? Uh, God, would you begin to shake the establishment of my faith? Uh, Lord, would you begin to shake the box, uh, Lord, that I put myself in for too long? Uh, oh, come on, church. Would you pray right now? He loved my son. You see, most of the time we look at situation based upon happiness and outcome, but God just sees a shifting transition. The blind man at the gate, he began to cry, Jesus, thou son of David, have mercy upon me. And people all around him begin to tell him, sir, you're being too disruptive, but the man continued to cry on. Can I tell you that there's something about a person that comes into the house of God with their mind made up that today I'm going to see the miracle come to pass. There was something about the man that as he began to cry, it wasn't just a cry saying, help me, but there was a cry of transition because the problem that had plagued him to this point, he was outgrowing it in his spirit. Can I tell you that there are times that God will frustrate you to transition by making you uncomfortable. Let me talk to you for a minute about a frustrated obedience. Uh, Moses was driven out of his home uh, into a palace. He was driven out there into a uh, basket. And the Bible said that as he began to come down that stream, uh, that Pharaoh's daughter began to hear a cry out of a basket as he heard a baby within it. Uh, there was something that was happening as babies were being cast into it. But there was a difference in the cry of the baby that was in the basket because when he was forced out of his home, uh, he was in what, what I want to call a forcible transition but let me tell you the difference in between a child of God and everybody else. Uh, while a generation was being taken out by a tyrant uh, there was a person that was placed into the same trial uh, but they were in the basket. There's something that happens uh, when a child of God begins to go into the trial uh, because you are not alone but you're going in covered. Uh, let me tell you what you have thought that you were uncovered in. Uh, that God is saying that I have sent my covering, uh, not just to take you into the trial, uh, but to bring you out of the other side. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, this is what I want to tell you, uh, that you have been in the trial, uh, but you need to get ready uh, because it was the adversity uh, that was preparing you uh, for God to take you to a new level. Uh, I want to tell every person uh, that's walked into this building facing adversity uh, that you need to begin to pack your bags. 
bags because God is about to take you out of the trial, out of the suffering. There is a palace experience that is coming to each and every one of you. Oh, I wish right now, as a matter of fact, if you're going through a trial, I want you to lift up your hand right now. If you're going through the trial, I want you to lift up your hand right now in the name of the Lord Jesus. There's something that begins to happen. You see, resistance is not something that God just allows you to go through, but resistance is strength training. It's like picking up something heavy. When you begin to feel that bicep tearing, it's not just tearing to bring you down, but it's tearing to build back stronger than it's ever been before. CLC, there has been a tearing that's been happening in our families, but there is a regrowth that is coming that this church will be stronger than it's ever been before. Your family will be stronger than it's ever been before. Your faith will be stronger than it's ever been before. Let me tell you that your greater lies beyond resistance. You have been through your season of tearing, but now is your season of building. I came to tell every Holy Ghost-filled person that your season of torment is over, but there is a season of breakthrough that's just ahead of you this morning. I came to tell every person going through the trial of your life that you might not have anything but a cry. You need to keep on crying because there's an alarm being sent in the Holy Ghost that's saying, God, I can't stay where I am. I wish that somebody in the building that's had every devil of hell trying to attack your family, trying to attack your life, would say, this is my time. I want to tell you uh, that you've been saying, I don't know. Uh, I've been comfortable for too long. Uh, comfortable is an enemy of the church. Uh, God didn't call you to be comfortable. Uh, God called you to get uncomfortable. Let me tell you, uh, God called you to get uncomfortable. Uh, you said, I don't know. Uh, what about everybody that I've ever had? Uh, let me tell you, God's not concerned with your friends. Uh, God's concerned with your faith. Let me tell you what God's done. God has removed from you the things that have made you comfortable. People that were assassins of hell. Limitations that held you hostage. Let me tell you that there is a war that's going on in the spirit all around you. You cannot fight a spiritual thing with a carnal answer. Carnal answers. Carnal uh, fights uh, only get carnal answers, uh, but a spiritual fight uh, will get you a spiritual answer. Uh, for the weapons of our warfare uh, are not carnal, uh, but they are mighty uh, through Christ uh, to the pulling down of strongholds. Uh, let me tell you, uh, you said, I don't know what to do. Uh, you see, you've been fighting the wrong devil. Uh, the devil isn't your sister. Uh, it ain't your brother. Uh, it's not your husband, uh, but there is an enemy uh, that's trying to come against your family. Uh, 
I want to tell you right now in the Holy Ghost that you've been trying to fight a fight that God never intended for you to fight. You've been looking to the wrong people. You've been looking to the wrong answer. You've been looking to the wrong solution. You said, God, I've done everything that I know to do. Let me tell you, after you've done all you can do, you've just got to stand in the middle of your trial. He said, God's about to step in the middle of your situation. Let me tell you, let me tell you, the weapons of your warfare are not carnal, but they're mighty. And your weaponry is greater than your adversity. You've been focused on what you can see, but there is something that you can't see. What you cannot see is greater than what you can see. For the things which are seen are temporal, but the things which are not seen are eternal. The Lord gave, and the Lord had taken away, but blessed be the name of the Lord. He can take your finances. He can put you in a different house, but the devil can't take your faith. Let me tell you, we've been real focused. We've been real focused on a lot of things. Man, I got to wear this stupid mask. Man, they want me to get the shot in my arm. Man, they want me to do all these things. Let me tell you that we're focused on the wrong fight. I said we're focused on the wrong fight. Uh, let me tell you, politics ain't going to take you anywhere but straight to hell. I'm just going to tell you. Uh, but there's another fight that's happening in the spirit. Uh, this is what the word said. While men yet slept, that the enemy came and sowed tares into the harvest. Uh, let me explain to you uh, that when you fight your brother, uh, when you fight your sister, uh, when there's petty fights going on in the church, uh, you are ignoring the harvest. Uh, you might not be physically asleep, uh, but you have been asleep in your spirit. Uh, and your unity uh, is not just for your family, uh, but unity is about your harvest it's about your harvest I know what the enemy's trying to tell you I know what CNN and Fox News and MSNBC says but let me tell you there's only one news station that's ever been accurate there's only one weather report that's ever been 100% tried and proven and it's the word of God and the word of God gives you a forecast that in the end you will win you will be victorious you will come out you will be made whole you're going to be made whole you're going to be made whole you've been saying you don't understand I felt alone I felt by myself I ain't got nobody to talk to I ain't got nobody to text let me tell you the word said he that dwelleth in the secret place of the most high shall abide in the shadow of the almighty what is the shadow of the almighty it's the covering of the spirit why did God lead you away? Because God's trying to bring you into a secret place of consecration. Let me tell you right now, I don't care what people have said. You said, what if they talk about me? They already are. What if they look at me weird? They already do. 
What if they walk out on me? You'll probably be better off. But let me tell you that the word said that God is a friend that sticketh closer than a brother. You don't need the approval of men. You need the approval of the Holy Ghost. You don't need the You don't need the approval of your neighbor. You need the approval of God. And if God be for me, who can be against? Who can be against you? Uh, what am I trying to tell you? Uh, that whatever the fight you're in, uh, if God is for you, uh, who can be against you? Oh, my Shandamaha. Somebody praise the Lord right now. Uh, somebody praise the Lord right now. Uh, you are not overshadowed. You are not forgotten about. Uh, you are in his shadow. Uh, I said you are in his shadow. And there's a good thing about being in the shadow of the Lord. If you're not under the covering of God, when the enemy comes against you, he sees you. But when you're under the covering of the Spirit and the enemy comes against you, he doesn't see you. He sees the God that you serve. <laughs> That's why David could look out and say, you come to me with a sword and with a shield and with a spear, but I come to you in the name of the Lord of hosts. Goliath said that this is a child, but if Goliath could have opened up eyes of the spirit, he wouldn't have seen anything but a great big God and a little bitty giant. You want to know the other thing about it? This is what the word said, that after Goliath was knocked down, that David came and he took the sword of Goliath out of the sheath, and he goes up and he cuts the head of the enemy off. Uh, let me tell you the way that God operates. Uh, when you overcome adversity, uh, the thing that should have taken you out becomes a weapon in your hand. When you overcome the trial of your life, uh, your weaponry begins to grow. Uh, your arsenal begins to increase. Uh, Brother Omar, stand up for me, Bubba. That's why that God has allowed you to be where you have been, uh, because your weaponry is great. Because your weaponry is great. Lyrics stand up for me. You know why God has allowed you to be where you have been? Because now your weaponry is great to reach people that none of us could have ever reached. Let me tell you, child of God, uh, I want to tell you right now uh, that you are not incapable, uh, but the hand of God is on you. Uh, there is a harvest uh, that only you can reach. There's a harvest uh, that only you can reach. Uh, and here's the thing about it. Uh, where the devil gets us is the devil gets us with reaction. Many of you have reacted wrong to adversity. But a wrong initial reaction will put you in a cycle of defeat. Uh, but you know what happens when you overcome reaction? You get restoration. When you can overcome your reaction, uh, you will get your restoration. Uh, what am I trying to tell you? That when you're about to say something dumb, just shut up. See, this is the problem. We all want to get even. It's not about getting even. It's about people being saved. I'll pray that the Lord baptizes our, our church uh, with a greater spirit of unity than we've ever had before. Uh, I feel the spirit of forgiveness uh, about to move in this sanctuary right now. Uh, that people that are in this place that have been at odds. Uh, God's about to do a healing work in your spirit. Uh, God's going to do a healing work in your family. When you overcome reaction, uh, you get restoration. Uh, when you change your perception, uh, you will change your outcome. Uh, what am I trying to tell you? Uh, here's the deal that we all go through trial. We all go through adversity and we all go through problems. But the biggest trick of the enemy would be to get you to come in and complain about what you're going through. Here's what the apostles said. I thank God that he chose me to be worthy of his suffering.
What am I trying to tell you? That if God has allowed you to suffer, then God has a plan that is greater than the trial that you're going through right now. God's plan is greater than the trial uh, that you are going through right now. Uh, God did not set you up for failure, uh, but God set you up for a miracle. uh, And the fruition of your word uh, hinges on your reaction. Let me tell you that there's a lot of people in here. How many people God has ever spoke something to you that hadn't happened? Come on, it's all right. I have too. God's spoken something to you that hadn't happened. How many people God promised you a healing that hasn't taken place yet? God promised you a restoration that maybe you haven't seen come to pass yet. Here's the thing about it. When God gives you a word that doesn't match up to where you are, he's not speaking a word to where you are today. He's speaking a word to your future. So here's the thing about your word. If God gave you a word that is for your future, then that's good news for you and I because that means that you will make it out of the trial that you're in today. That's what I want to tell you right now. You will make it out of the trial that you are in today. Weeping may endure for a night, but... Joy is coming in the morning. Oh, rejoice not against me, oh, mine enemy, for when I fall, I shall arise. You've got a promise, but God's waiting on you to do something with the word that he's given you. To do something with the word that he's given you. I'm almost done. You see, the enemy will always try to get you to settle for a lesser promise. Uh, Everybody okay today? Uh, The enemy will always try to get you to settle for a lesser promise. Uh, Isaiah 36 tells us that as King Hezekiah was within the temple and he looks out and the Assyrians begin to come at the front. He looks out as he sees a great army of Assyrians coming. He sends out the captain of the guards and the Assyrians send the captain of their guards. And they go out into the field of battle as they begin to talk one to another, trying to figure out how to avoid a conflict. Let me tell you, there's a reason that I'm not afraid of conflict. I'm not afraid of conflict because it's not my conflict to fight. He goes out into the field of battle, and they start trying to talk amongst themselves, trying to figure out how they can, how they can avoid this battle. And the Bible said that they went out and came back and went out and came back. You see, if you could open up your eyes of the Spirit, what you would see, would, you would see the King Hezekiah and the children of Israel with the great inheritance that their forefathers had left before them. And then an enemy on the front that wanted their rightful inheritance. They wanted their city. They wanted their palace. They wanted their farms. They wanted their fields. And they began to try to talk amongst themselves to try to figure out how they could avoid a problem. As they began to say, well, here's all you've got to do. If you just serve the king of Assyria, then everything's going to work out. Everything's going to be all right. But here's the deal. If you don't serve our king, then we're going to take your city. We're going to take your fields. We're going to take your families. They went back in, and the word said that Hezekiah put on the sackcloth and the ashes as he began to walk into the temple, as he began to pray, trying to figure out what do we do from here. There's some people in here today that you've asked yourself, what do I do from here? Anybody? What do I do from here? Some of y'all are lying in the house. What do I do from here? The word said that what he did is he went into prayer. You see, your prayer has the power to change your circumstance. Your prayer will do more than your Facebook post will do. That one was free. Said that he went out and he began to pray. 
he comes back out. He sends out the captain of, of the guard, but the king of Assyria sent a man by the name of Repshika. Repshika comes out into the field. The battle is Repshika. You see, they thought that he was just an interpreter. But the Bible said that Repshika knew that the people had their ears leaned to the wall because the people were afraid of what was coming to their city. Let me tell you that I bind every spirit of fear that has caused people in this place to be afraid of what comes next. There's only one thing that comes next, and it's your victory. The Bible said that they had their ear to the wall as they began to try to listen to what was going on. And the word said that Rebchikah lifts up his voice and he knew how to speak in the tongue of the Hebrew because the enemy will always send... The enemy will always send a person that knows how to speak your language. He'll send the right person that knows how to get you disgruntled, uh, that knows how to get you afraid, that knows how to get you upset. Uh, the devil isn't dumb. He knows how to get you where you are. So the word said that he sends out Reptica, and he begins to lift up his voice uh, as he begins to tell them that the king of Assyria is going to overcome their city. And the word said that they begin to say, no, don't talk to us in our tongue because we don't want the people to hear. But the more they asked him not to, uh, the more that Repchika begins to lift up his voice and talk in their native tongue. Uh, you want to know what? There's some people in here that the devil has been talking so loudly in your ear that it's caused you not to be able to hear what God is trying to speak into your family. He begins to lift up his voice and they begin to go back and they parted their ways and they went back in. And the word said that people all throughout the city that they were afraid because of what they heard was coming. But here was the thing about it. Here comes Hezekiah. He puts on the sackcloth. He puts on the ashes again. He goes back into the temple and he begins to pray. And the Lord said, Hezekiah, I don't want you to be afraid of what comes next because I'm going to send the angel of the Lord into the camp of your enemy. He said, and when I send the angel of the Lord, I'm going to send them with a word. Let me tell you that there is a word that is being spoken into the camp of your enemy today. That what you have been afraid about, you don't need to be afraid of it anymore because God is getting ready to fight the battle for you. Uh, the word said that the angel of the Lord drops into the camp of the Assyrians uh, and a rumor begins to break out uh, as they begin to turn upon themselves uh, and they never had to lift up a sword. Uh, they never had to lift up a spear. Uh, but when the Lord began to step in the middle uh, of their fight, uh, it was a zero-sum game. That's why John said in the beginning was the word. The word was with God and the word was God and all things were made by him and him was life and the life was the light of men the light shineth into the darkness and the darkness comprehended it not let me tell you that when you begin to speak your word into the trial of your situation that your word begins to confuse your enemy your word begins to confuse your pursuer your word begins to confuse the because he does not understand why a person that should be afraid is standing in faith. He doesn't understand why a group of people that have suffered hell, that have suffered loss, that have suffered, why are you still standing and talking? You want to know what the Lord said? He said that when the enemy has come against you, trying to take what rightfully belongs to you, you square your shoulders, you point your toes, not one inch. 
You want to know what I'm willing to give up? Not one promise, not one miracle, not one inch, not one breakthrough, not one deliver. Let me tell you that what the enemy wants is for you to let go of the promise that God has given your family. But there's a voice of the Lord that's being spoken into your trial. Don't give up your promise. Don't give up your miracle. Don't give up your breakthrough. I want you to stand to your feet and lift your hands all over the house. I'm going to tell you what's about to happen. I'm about to cut these altars loose. And if you're in this building today and you need a miracle in your life, you need to be filled with the Holy Ghost, you're facing adversity in your family, I want you to do everything that you can do to fight your way down to the front together. Here's what the Lord is going to do. I know that I didn't just come in here and preach, but I did a little bit of teaching to you this morning. And I did it intentionally because I want you to understand what's about to happen. God is about to take what the enemy is used for evil, and he's going to turn it for good in your family. Here's what the Lord is going to do. If you need healing in your body, God's going to heal your body. If you need to be filled with the Holy Ghost, God's going to fill you with the Holy Ghost for the very first time. But there's another miracle that God is going to do. God's going to send the spirit of restoration into this church. God's going to send a spirit of restoration. Here's what he's going to do. He's going to restore your faith. He's going to restore your mind. And then he's going to release revival. For thus saith the Lord, what you have called a season of mourning, I've caused it to be a season of joy. What you have considered to be a season of loss, it shall be a season of breakthrough. What you've called a season of trial shall be a season of triumph. Because when I step in the middle of your situation, uh, there is no devil in hell that will block your miracle. For thus saith the Lord, I've chosen this day to meet you here, to come to where you are. I've come off of my throne and down into your midst today to do a work that only I can do. I want to tell you right now in the Holy Ghost that your season of trial is over. Your season of losses. You want to know what God's going to do? He's going to restore your joy. Brother Coffinberry, God's going to restore your family. He's going to restore your children. There's a miracle for every person in this building that came today expecting it. Here's what I want you to do. If you need a miracle, I want you to step out of your seat. I want you to press your way down to the front. We're going to bring everybody down at some point, but I don't want you to be afraid. Come on, Omar. I know I got you, buddy. You need a miracle, I want you to come with your hands lifted real high. We're going to call everybody else down here in a minute. But I'm just calling on you. If you came in here, maybe you just need a breakthrough in your spirit. I want you to lift up your hands right now. I want you to lift up your hands right now. Come on, the restorers in the house, the healers in the house. Maybe you've never received the gift of the Holy Ghost through the evidence of speaking in tongues. I want you to step out of your seat and join these down in the front together. In Jesus' name. I want to speak a word of faith over you this morning. And I want you to begin to lift up your hands and I want you to begin to speak life into your adversity. I want you to speak life into your trial. 
Now, I want every saint of God that's still in your seat, if you've got the faith to believe that God's able to do it, I want you now to press your way out of your seat. I want us to come down together as a sign of unity. I want you to find somebody that's in the front this morning. Come on, the restorers in the house, the miracle workers in the house. Come on, I want you to take the hand of that neighbor. I want you to take the hand of those people. Father, right now in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, by the authority of the Word of God, by the power that's in the name of the Lord Jesus, uh, I come against every spirit of fear. Uh, I bind every spirit of complacency. Uh, God, let the restoring power of the Holy Ghost, uh, it's moving into your family right now. Uh, it's moving into your season. Uh, it's moving into your home. Uh, it's moving into the church. Uh, it's moving. Come on, church. Uh, I want you to lift up your voice. I want you to lift up your voice. In the name of Jesus, be restored, be delivered, be set free. In the name of the Lord, in the name of the Lord. In the name of the Lord, in the name of the Lord, come on, God's breaking you out, God's setting you free, in the name of Jesus, come on, Ben, there's a miracle for you today, there's a miracle in your family today, Ben, I speak your healing. I speak your breakthrough. I speak your deliverance. In the name of the Lord. In the name of the Lord. from you. Let the spirit of complacency be lifted. I bind every spirit of addiction. Let there be restoration in your family. Let there be restoration in your marriage. What the enemy used for evil, let God turn it. Oh, 
Come on, somebody. I want you to let your faith out. I want you to let your faith out. In the name of the Lord. In the name of the Lord. In the name of the Lord. that God wants to bring through this house right now. There's about four people that God's speaking to your spirit right now. I normally wouldn't call anybody out, but to the people in the third row, God has a miracle. You're here on purpose today. God's got a miracle in your life. Young lady in the red and white, God has a miracle in your life today. I want someone to walk back and pray over her. I want some people to get around them. And here's what I want to do to the rest of everybody in the house right now. I felt the Lord speak to me that every spirit of fear that has caused you to stay where you are, every spirit of fear that has caused you to become complacent in your circumstance, God said that today he will lift the spirit of fear off of you and replace it with the spirit of joy. I want every hand lifted up in the building right now. There's a few people in here. Some of you people, I need you to be sensitive right now. I want you to join your faith with those that you know to join with. And I want you to begin to pray over them in the Holy Ghost. Church, let's create an atmosphere for a miracle for a guest right now. By the authority of the word of God, by the power of the name of the Lord, God, break down every hindrance Break down every wall. 
in the name of the Lord Jesus. Let the miracle working power of the Lord begin to flow. Let it come out of your tongue. Let it come out of your mouth. Let every high thing be torn down. We bind every spirit of fear that's caused us to be complacent. Let there be a release of power and of the Holy Ghost. Come on, church. In the name of the Lord. In the name of the Lord. Come on, Christian. God's got a miracle for you today. In the name of the Lord. In the name of the Lord. In the name of the Lord. Oh! 
baptized in Jesus' name this morning. I think we should give God the appropriate praise for what he's done in this house today. Hallelujah. I want to tell you what I feel is happening in the Holy Ghost right now. That there's a new season that God is wanting to take our church into. We've been through a lot of seasons of great revival. A lot of seasons of great breakthroughs.